Welcome back, 4640. Man, did you guys miss it a bit? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I am so happy to be back, it is nice. Who enjoyed your break at least, was it a fun break? Who slept in? Yeah, okay, okay, let's, let's keep your hands up if you slept in at all. Who slept in past nine? Okay, who slept in past 10? Who slept in past noon? Oh my goodness. Now remember truth, we're in church, right? Who, pat, who slept in past one? Oh, the, my hand's down, sorry, I've been down for a while. Who slept in past two? Okay, y'all, y'all are crazy. That's, two is nuts, man. My, growing up, my dad wouldn't let me sleep past seven, even on a break. It, he, would, he loved creative ways of waking me up. But break is fun, we, we, you know, we have the free time. Who watched Netflix? Bunch of Netflix, right? Yes, I am still watching. Thank you, right? Uh, I feel like after, like when you're on break, you, you just, you, when you get back to it, right? So you're, you're on vacation and then you go back to school or go back, uh, you know, if, if, if you're working at a job or whatever, and then it feels like you forget how to do normal skills. Does it, does it mean, like the first day you wake back up for school again, it's like, I forgot how to get dressed. Right? It's like the normal skills that you normally, you know, would have because you're in a routine. You get out of that routine and all of a sudden, have you ever like woke up really tired and get dressed really tired? Or you take a shower really tired and you just don't have the skills to put the, the shampoo on your, on your head or anything like that? Have you ever walked out of the house and, and had not looked in a mirror before? Yeah. yeah. Happens to me all the time. My wife's like, honey, come back inside. Put on pants, right? And you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But like, this is the one thing that I, it, hap- it happens more than I want to admit, but like button down shirts, right? You just, you're tired, you start buttoning them, you get down to the bottom and there's an extra button on one side, not an extra button on the other. You guys have ever done that before? And you're like, dang it. And you got to unbutton everything again and you got to start right, right? You got to put the first thing first and whether it's getting dressed in the morning or it's in our everyday lives, I believe that there are certain things that we just have to do first in order to end our day balanced and in control. We didn't need to do that sort of thing. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how to put things first things first. And I believe that God has an amazing word for us because this is the first 4640 of the year. And this is the first 4640 of the semester, right? And I think God has an amazing word for you and for your heart. So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much just for being able to be here, to worship you, God, is such an amazing thing. And, and we just love it. We love your presence. So Holy Spirit, just invade every single one of us, cover us from the top of our heads, the soles of our feet, give us eyes to see, ears to hear what you have for us tonight. In your heavenly name, amen. So there's a group of people in the Bible that kind of struggled with putting first things first, but they had leaders that put first things first. And this group of people is called the Israelites. Everybody say Israelites. Israelites. You guys have heard that term before, right? If you grew up in church, you kind of grown up hearing about these people. Now, the story that I'm going to tell you tonight, um, I, I gave our interns, Sean and Nick, the ability to illustrate for you to bring it to life, so to speak. And so I'm, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's going to be good, okay? 
so Israelites were God's chosen people. Now, let me give you the, the main frame. We're going to cover a lot of story tonight. All right? I'm going to go over. So you guys, if you guys ever went to kids' church, especially here at Fellowship Church, you know, like, we memorize the, the books of the Bible in order. So it goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Okay, stop there. Joshua, okay? You take, you take Genesis away, I'm going to go through all those books tonight, okay? I'm going to give you just a big smush of a story. Okay, so we're going to start in Exodus, and we're going to end in Joshua. And it's going to be super, super awesome. But the big picture I want you to get is that the whole point of the Israelites is for them to get to the promise that God has for them. All right? God wants to give them a certain actual piece of land that he promised all of the Israelites. Now, the problem with the Israelites is that they were in this place called Egypt. And in Egypt, they were slaves, all right? Now, obviously, you know what, what are you doing? You're a slave. Was that supposed to be a towel whip? Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. That was bad. But I, res I, respect the, I respect the illustration. Okay, I understand. That, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, so the Israelites were slaves underneath Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh, you guys all heard about Pharaoh, right? Pyramids and everything like that. I think they were, the pyramids were in a Transformers movie at some point, right? You know what I'm talking about. That's the place, Middle East, desert area, all that sort of stuff. So the Israelites were slaves, and there's this dude named Moses. Now, Moses, Moses is awesome. Now, Moses grew up as a prince of Egypt. He grew up in the house of Pharaoh. All right, he was an Israelite, but at birth, he was floated down the river by his mom because his mom didn't want him to die for a long story and everything. But all of a sudden, he's brought up as like a child of Pharaoh, basically. He has riches. He has probably all the face paint and like the weird wig and all the stuff the Egyptians wore, right? He has all that stuff, but he chooses, he chooses God. He chooses his purpose in life. So he ends up killing an Egyptian because he's, the Egyptian keeps whipping uh, an Israelite, and he's an Israelite, so he kills that guy, and he's like, oh, crap, I killed someone, I'm leaving. And so he runs off, and he runs off, and he becomes a shepherd. And Moses, as a shepherd, gets a crazy shock where God talks to him through a burning bush, all right? And obviously, good. Now, you see how that bush is burning up? In the story, the bush never burned up. It was just on fire. But it never burned up. Okay, I'm gonna try this. Ready? Out. Oh, it didn't go out. It was a good try. Okay, I'll let my people handle this. All right, so right there, he had the burning bush. Let me just water or take it outside or something. There we go. Good job. Give it up. Give it up for them. That's good. Okay, so. In the burning bush, God told Moses, you need to go set my people free. So he gave Moses a staff. All right, now the staff Moses got to use and on the staff was the power of God. And Moses went with the authority of God into Pharaoh's house. Everybody say Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh's. Moses goes into Pharaoh's house and the first thing he does, he throws the staff on the ground. All right, he throws it on the ground and the staff turns into a snake. <laughs> Snake's upside down. Staff's gone. Okay. All right. So the snake is there. If you see a staff turn into a snake, are you like, hold on, something's up. Something's up, right? Well, anyway, Pharaoh had a hard heart. Everybody say hard heart. Hard, 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 hard. And so Moses goes, picks the snake back up, and it, it becomes a staff again. <laughs> Crazy. 
crazy, right? Crazy. Now, if you saw that happen, you'd probably be like, yeah, take your people. Y'all crazy, right? Staff turns in. But that didn't end there. Pharaoh had a hard heart. Everybody say hard heart. So Moses kept coming back to him time after time. And he's like, let my people go. The next thing he did is all the water in Egypt, right? I mean, the big Nile River, you heard about that, right? So like all the, the water in Egypt. So imagine you had some water. And you're just like, oh, this looks delicious. And then Moses, or was actually Aaron, strikes the Nile River with the staff, turns to blood. And then all of a sudden, rookies not taking the, it's like the ketchup, like at the party, you know what I'm talking about? that doesn't have the thing in? Yeah, so turns to blood. Can you imagine just all of a sudden drinking some blood? <laughs> Yuck, okay. Mmm. Yeah, that's, that's blood. Is that red number five? <clears throat> anyway, so it turns to blood. You think at that point, all the, all the water in Egypt turns to blood, and then Pharaoh would be like, okay, your people can go. But Pharaoh had a hard heart. He had a hard heart, so he kept on doing it. And this is what we learn about the plagues. Right, you heard about the plagues. God kept sending different stuff, all right? First, uh, you know, he, sent, he had the water that turned um, to blood. He had tons of frogs and gnats and flies. And then they ki- God killed all the livestock. So, <laughs> steak, that's a cow, right? Now get this though. What coo- what's cool about this whole situation is that Israelites, their cows and all their land and all their water stuff, ne- yeah, I said cows again. Um, all their stuff was protected. It was only the Egyptian stuff that went all crazy, all right? So, uh, yeah, their livestock got killed. They had bad boils, like, all over them. Like, what a boil is is, like, a really bad pimple. Stop. I, you said you had boils, right? Yeah. Nick has them, too. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right? Is it bad? Can you see it? Okay, there it is. So, so he had boils. He had the, everybody had boils, which are just like super gnarly, terrible, scab, like giant boiling blisters of doom. Okay, everybody got that. Uh, hail came, and it was, it was crazy. Oh, computer. I think we're fine. We're good. You have a lot of money, right? Okay. Um, Hail came. Now it's crazy. If you were caught outside during that hailstorm, you died. Okay? It was nuts. It was nuts. Uh, and then finally what happened was if you had a firstborn, if you had a firstborn, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, there were locusts and, and grasshoppers. And so we have crickets. And they ate everything. Almost got you. You want that? Sure. There we go. Now, what do, you, what do you grasshoppers and crickets eat? Plants and everything, right? They eat everything. And so all the crops died. All the stuff died. It was crazy. Then finally what happened is God took the firstborn sons of all the Egyptians and they died. But Pharaoh, every time, had a chance to let God's people go, but he had a hard heart and didn't do it. But finally, after, after all of the firstborns, of the Egyptian families died. God said, okay, your people, or God said, Pharaoh said, okay, your people can go. So Moses led all the people out of Egypt. And what was really cool, what happened? Cricket? There's a cricket following me. Yeah. He's hanging out. It's cool. All right, so Moses had Pharaoh release all the people. 
And that's where they went to the Red Sea. You guys heard that story, right? When he splits the Red Sea, Moses strikes the water with the staff and then boom, the water splits. They walk across on dry ground and Pharaoh changes his mind and comes after him. Is he still, is he still on me? Oh, there he is. Okay. There he is. Okay. It's just a cricket, guys. You guys will be all right. All right. So anyway, Moses, Moses had the first thing first. He had God's word and he went with it. He knew that, that he knew that he had a purpose and that was going to, you know, I'm going to put God first, his words first. And each time Pharaoh had a hard heart, Moses still went back. Now, when the Israelites were in when the Israelites were off in the desert, it was only, it was just like a couple days walk to finally get to the promised land, but the Israelites didn't put God first. The Israelites didn't. They didn't put God first multiple different times. And Moses, who continued to put God first, had to plead out to God to save the Israelites because God was like, they're not putting me first. And so I mean, it was crazy. At one time, they were like super hungry and they didn't have any food or anything. They were complaining, so Moses cried out. God sent manna from heaven, which is like this heavenly bread, like cracker thing that was just <laughs> perfect. It's like saltines of the Lord, though. Can you imagine saltines from God, right? So they can, like, can you imagine eating a heaven cracker? Mmm, sounds like a good cracker, right? Um, so he, he fed them like that. He also, at one point, they were super hungry. He, he sent a bunch of birds from the sky to land, so they had, they had chicken and stuff to eat. That would have blown their minds if it was fried chicken. Can you imagine? <laughs> Israelites would have been like, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right? At one point, they were so thirsty, they were like crazy, crazy thirsty. <laughs> they were crazy, crazy thirsty. So Moses, you know, pleaded out to God and he struck a rock. And out of that rock bursted water. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's all right. I'm good. There's, yeah, everybody got, why did I have you guys do these things? Okay. But water spurt out of the rock. Can you imagine just like dry desert land? Moses is like, <laughs> right? And everybody drank. Now I'm talking about the Israelites, they numbered thousands and thousands and thousands. Like a multitude, a lot and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Okay? All out here. Now eventually Moses dies in the wilderness, all right? But he is replaced by his assistant who didn't carry a staff, but did carry a sword. All right, and his name is Joshua. Everybody say Joshua. Joshua. Now Joshua, I'm gonna do this because it's gonna look sweet. All right, does that look cool? Kinda. I don't know why, but the blade is sticky. Yuck. Anyway, Joshua carried a sword. Now Joshua was a warlord. Everybody say warlord. All right, you think of a warlord, that's someone that means some business, right? Now Joshua was charged by God to go into the promised land. Remember, that's the goal the whole time. The whole time is to be in the promised land. And so Joshua talks to God and he puts God first because God tells him be strong and courageous because this promised land is filled with awesome stuff. Can you imagine grapes the size of a watermelon? This is the biggest watermelon they had because it's the 
Fair enough. It's the winner. It's okay. Can you imagine a grape that big, though? Can you imagine a cluster of these? Like, you can't go to City Market and buy, like, a, you know, that'd be a lot, right? You need to have, like, a pole between them, right? So they, they, had, they had, like, grapes this big. They had just a huge amount of awesome. Oh, that's even sadder. There it is. All right? Huge grapes. This place was awesome, but guess what else it would have had? Huge grapes means huge people. The promised land was full of giants. Giant, like literally, like, you know Goliath in the Bible? Yeah. yeah, he descended from all these guys. Giants. Can you imagine not just like Goliath, like one giant, but like an entire city and towns full of giants? You think that would like make Joshua be like, well, this, the desert's fine. It's okay. You know, Egypt, you know, Joshua didn't do that at all. Joshua was a warlord and he's like, we can take him. We can take him because he put God first. He knew God's promises were true and that God has promises for them. So Joshua led the people to the Jordan River. Now the Jordan River is like the place that separated the desert from the promised land. All right. If you cross the Jordan River, you get into the promised land. So Long story short, Joshua, listen to what God said. God said, uh, I'll go ahead of you. And as soon as the priests who were carrying this really cool treasure box thing, just point to it um, right there. It's not exactly that thing. It was actually really gold and had some really cool, you know, statues of angels and stuff on it. But it carried the presence of God. You know how we have the presence, the spirit of God living in us? Back then, before Jesus, it lived in that chest. And so if you touched it, you would die. It's crazy. Nick touched it. He died. All right. So as soon as the priests that were carrying that chest, as soon as their feet touched the water, the Jordan split. Exactly. All right. For those of you who don't know, that's Michael Jordan. Okay. That came out of me. Okay. <laughs> so they walked across the Jordan on dry ground. Now imagine like a giant river that like just stood up like and just walked across on dry ground. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. First thing, first thing that Joshua does when he gets to the other side, he's not like, yeah, we're in the promise. Eat some grapes. All right. He's like, we're in the promise to start killing giants. No. First thing he does, he sets up a monument to God. All right, he, gets, he gathers 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, and, or he has 12, each, 12 guys from each of the tribes, set up a monument so that when, you get, has your parents ever taken you to like the Grand Canyon or something like that? All right. The reason that, that Joshua set this up is so that back then when parents or when kids come and see, hey, what's that, what's that monument for? What's that pile of rocks for? Joshua can be like, or whoever it is can be like, that's when God split the Jordan into two and all of God's people came into their promise, all right? So that is what happened. They, they set up this monument. So the first thing that Joshua does when he gets into the promises that God has for him is he sets up a monument to honor God. See, the Israelites themselves didn't put God first all the time, but they needed to get their junk in order and put God first before they can walk into the promises that he has for them. And I think it's the same for us. I think that we, if we put God first, 
I think that if we do that, we will walk into more promises that he has for us. The Bible says that if, if, if you're not good with a little bit, he's not gonna trust you with more. But if you're faithful in the little, he's gonna be faithful and give you more. And I believe that's the same with promises too, that if we put him first, if we know what is first in our life, then we're gonna be able to walk into our promises in each day. I'm not talking about like for our entire life. Like that's a big picture, right? But what if you put first thing first each day? Can you imagine at the end of your day, you can realize that you walked into new promises from God. Because I believe that God has promises for us each and every day. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna like, what does that look like? So we're gonna bring it out real quick. All right, what does our days look like? Matthew 7, 24 says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. See, the first thing you do is on the bottom and then you keep stacking the rest of the things up. So I'm gonna ask you a question. How many of you, the first thing you do when you wake up is you get on your phone, that's gum. I didn't wanna speak with it in my mouth. My mom said, don't swallow it. A gum tree will grow in your stomach. Okay. How many of you get, your, get out your phone and, and check those notifications the first thing when you wake up? Be honest, be real. It's okay. I've done, everyone does it, right? Check your notos. You got those, 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 those red, like the red numbers, and you're just like, I don't want it on there, right? You don't do that. So, you know, maybe that's the first thing you do. So you start your day off, checking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all your stuff. That's the first thing. So now everything else is built on that. All right, so, I mean, what's next? What's next after that? I mean, maybe you zone out on your Facebook or whatever for like 30 minutes. You say, oh, man, I just gotta get dressed. I gotta go to school. All right, so school's next. So then it's school, and so you got, you know, books, and that, that's built up on that. That's life-proof case, right? Uh, yeah, but it's not life-proof. Okay, well, I believe. It's not even life-proof right now. It's got a hole in it. Well, you shouldn't have checked your notos. Um, so, <laughs> so then you have, you have school. Then, you know, school goes through and, you know, you keep going on everything. And then, you know, after school, you know, what happens is like maybe you just, or maybe during school, you're really starting to hang out with your friends. And, and, and so you, these are your, are your friends. You're lonely. Okay. All my friends ran away. Your friends ran away. All right, so, so you have friends. You, you, that, then you built up on friends. And so then after that, you're just like, okay, I got basketball practice. I got school. I got, I got after school, I got basketball practice. I got, uh, I got to work on my drum solo or whatever it is, right? You have that, those extracurricular activities that you do. And just go ahead and start piling it on. If you can't handle it, you can't handle it. All right, and then after that, you, you know, you, you, you get home from school and everything, and you're like, okay, it's time. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get into it. I'm going to play some video games, all right? So you play some video games, and, and then finally at the very end of your day, very end of your day, you're like, I guess I'll just read a Bible verse. This is not comfortable, and I'm not stoked about what's about to happen to me. Yeah. And you know, when you get home, and you, and you also inter interact with your family a little bit. You'll just be your family also, okay? okay? And then go ahead and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta try it, try it out. So that went way harder than I wanted it to. In the name of Jesus, be okay. That doesn't work, right? Obviously. Okay. Let me teach you right now how we really do it. All right. Let's see. Let's see how this works. So, what if you wake up in the morning, you don't get on your phone? Okay, I won't get on my phone. But what if you just? Spend some time with Jesus. Now, this Bible right here 
It represents God, but not just, it's not just the Bible. I'm talking about like, even if you just pray, you spend some time with them, maybe you read a verse or whatever. Like if that is your, your solid foundation, all right, you build on top of that. So build on top of it. Oh, you want? Yeah, do it. You built it. It's nice. It's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. So there, you got that as your firm foundation. All right. You got that as your firm foundation. That's good. Your fingers. Man. I'm not going to lie. That one was on you. Okay. I'm talking like this is the truth. This is how you should build your lives. All right. God first. Spend time with him. If something good happens to you today, you thank him first. All right. First, 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 first is God. First is God. When something bad happens to you, first thing you do, go to him. All right, throughout the whole day, whole day long, your entire day is based on him. All right, then what's next? What's, what's next is family. Family is the next thing. All right, so Sean, yeah, sit on the edge there. It's you. You'll represent family. There you go. All right, that's good. There it is, Kevin photo. All right, interact with your parents. This is you obeying your parents also, just so you know, because in the Bible it says you need to honor your father and mother. That's what you need to do. You need to be able to respect them. This is chores, things like that. Getting this stuff done, all right? Because I'm telling you, if mom's happy, everybody's happy, right? That's the truth. And so you walk out of your house during the day and your mom's happy, it's nice, all right? So family is next in your life. And this is throughout the whole day. Family is next. Then what is it? Is it social media? No, school. Absolutely school. Because this, this is like your job. This is, your, this is what you're doing right now. All right? I think that God has for you, he wants you to be able to be blessed in school. He wants you to be able to get good grades. He wants you to learn. He put a brain in your dome. He put a brain in your head. All right? He wants you to learn. He blessed you with the ability to learn things. And so you go to school. You learn that stuff. It's really good. And, and that's your next priority. All right? It goes God, then family, then school, then Sports or, or music or hobbies, things like that. Do music first. I like music better than I've seen your basketball shot. It's true. All right. So then, sports, things like that. And I'm telling you, God has empowered you. When you play sports, play to win. Like when you play sports, I want you to like go after it. God has put a victorious spirit in your heart. And when you lose, you just get right back up. It's like you try harder again. God has given you a drive and a motivation to succeed in sports. The same with music or any other hobby like that. All right. In music, God loves music. I mean, we worship him with music and things like that. He's given you the ability to be able to understand notes, to be able to practice those things. And he wants you to drive in those. And he wants you to succeed in those and do good in those. And above all, he wants you to work hard for that. Colossians 3, 22 and 23 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for Christ rather than for people. All right. So God wants you to be able to succeed in those and do good in those things. Then what do you think is next? Video games, social media, it's friends. Absolutely, it's friends, all right? God placed friends around you in the bleachers right now. You absolutely should love fellowship. Fellowship just means y'all coming together, loving each other, all right, having fun. I mean, absolutely. It's not like y'all gonna sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya and hold hands. That's weird, okay? That's weird. I've, I, I would not do that. But when, yes? 
That one's me? That one's Thank you. you. I'd be closer then, huh? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That one's See, Sean and I are really good friends. Sean and I are really good friends. Something that we really enjoy, it, we, like, we both like coffee. We love coffee. We'll do that. We'll, we'll watch. I just lent him the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We love movies. We'll watch movies together. Sean and I are really good friends. We do that stuff. All right, that's a good thing. You should invest in good friendships. Now, Sean is a friend, friend that would like lead me astray to do bad things. I would not want him. I would not make him a priority in my life, all right? Then we have the video games and the social media. Is, that should be the least priority, all right? I don't even have a lot of room for that stuff. Right? right and I'm telling you right now, how many people like you or like a picture you post does not matter. Amen. That will not, will not be seen in heaven. Like when you get called... At the end of your life, do you think God's going to be like, you know what, you get a better house in heaven because this Instagram book is dope? <laughs> no. He's not, he doesn't do that. No. What he looks at is your heart. And what social media and video games do for us is it, it blocks the good things that God has for us a lot of the time. If you make it a priority above other things. It's still okay to be on Facebook. It's, I'm not saying it's a sin at all. But what I am saying is you need to put the first thing first. That way when you end your day, you end that day more with the promises that God has for you. And, and you're not completely taken over by social media and like what other people think of you. And we're gonna tackle a lot of that other stuff in, in, in other weeks. Um, but give it up for Sean and Nick for the illustrations. This is good. All right, while they, while they get up, I just want to share a, a, few, a few words with you right now. Long story short here, Israelites, they went through a big journey, but they were able to go into the promised land because they finally put first things first. I'm telling you the truth right now. 2017, the start of a new year, I believe that God has promises for each and every one of you new things that you will experience through him, new things, new favor, all right? Maybe it's better grades is a promise. Maybe, maybe he has um, breakthroughs in your life, in your family, with your parents, with your siblings. He has promises that he wants to give you. For you, for you to be able to step into a lot of those, you need to be able to put first thing first. And I'm telling you, if you put God first in your life, it will change your life. And I'm not saying this broad, put God first this year. I'm saying tomorrow, just tomorrow. Don't worry about two days from now. Tomorrow, wake up, push your phone aside, open your Bible. Or when you wake up, pop your head off your pillow and you say, Jesus, thank you for this day that you have made. If you bring God in first, that's like making sure you're starting with that, that top button. And then as you go throughout your day, you're gonna end your day in balance and in control, knowing and trusting that God has it all for you. So every single day, just put him first. And that's throughout the day. And I'll tell you this other thing. If you put God first in your day, if you put him first in general, it will not only change you, it'll change the world. Everything around you will change if God is seen in your life. You become a splash zone of the Holy Spirit. And your school change, 
Your teams will change. This valley will change. This country will change because you and your generation have the power of change. It starts with God first. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you for your accessibility. We can see you. We can, we can feel you around us. We can talk to you anytime, anywhere, any place. Thank God for you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in us, for living in us, for the power that conquered death living inside of us that we can tap into any moment in time. Thank you for that. And I pray that every single person here, every single person that has ever walked or set foot in 4640 can feel you, Holy Spirit, right now. And, and God, they can put you first. They can take you with them to the movies. They can take you with them to school because they put you first, God. You're in everything that we're always present to your presence. We love you, God. I, I ask you to bless every single one of us here. Let every single one of us invite someone next week because we know that you first means we show up here to hear your word, to worship your name. You're awesome. We love you in your heavenly name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.